Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes. Your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups that we see companies making. And the practical strategies you can implement today. This is how we roll. It's a sasshole sound off. Now I have a song stuck in my head. They see me rolling. Hate it. Oh, God. Call it a rant. Call it constructive criticism. We're just clear in the air. We're going to step on our soapboxes today. Today, we are talking about living with the consequences of your choices. We are your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And this episode is going to be a shit show. Sound off number nine of the wedding sassles. Well, here's the deal. These sound off episodes always come from something dramatic that has happened. The problem is can't really always tell the story because some of the people that it involves listen to the episodes. Yeah, that's the problem. So while you who are not in our Central Florida market are like, oh, bitches, spill the tea. Um, ultimately, we try to pull the general learning lesson for you out of the shit that maybe has happened. The lesson of the life experience. Here we go. Yeah. So the you know. All choices have consequences. And it seems like such a silly statement because you're like, duh. But when we stop to really think about the decisions we're making, I don't know about you. Do you make, I feel like I make a thousand decisions a day. Agreed? Oh, constantly. But I'm the person who ponders on them longer. Yeah, I don't ponder. I just jump. I don't have time because there's too many decisions to be made. So one of the consequences of your choices that I would say for anyone is knee-jerk reactions. You're you don't you don't ponder on it and you go ahead and just make a decision and then shit hits the fan. Yeah, and sometimes so I'll give you a good example of a stupid Shannon July mistake. So I was heading off to an event. I was nominated for a big award, which was amazing, and I won it. Motherfucker. But yep, yep. I, yep, yep. So, but I was moving too fast and I was trying to figure out flights so I could whip out to Dallas and whip, whip back as quickly as possible. And I didn't check my calendar. I'm like, I got nothing that day. Booked the flight. Well, I booked the flight while I was supposed to be teaching a webinar. And so I booked the flight to be cheap on an airline that has no customer service when when you use <laughs> Frontier or any of those, right? And so the consequence was that it cost me an extra 150 bucks because I literally had to eat it on that flight. Couldn't even cancel it, move it, change it, and book a second flight. And so it is that like stop, take a breath, give it at least a half a second thought mm-hmm. when you move too quick. And sometimes it's like really little things that can happen like that. There are the little things like that, but there's also the bigger picture things that maybe an interaction with another vendor or a venue staff member that you are not very pleasant with. Um, You just think that it's not a big deal and, you know, they'll get over it. You don't realize the consequences that come after that of who they talked to, who saw you act that way. Um, You may be being pulled off of a vendor list or the other vendors never referring you ever again after that. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I think as somebody, I'll talk from a venue perspective, there were, there are very, and the venues I talked to. So not only having worked at one, but the fact that I have constant conversations with venues about vendor lists. Mm -hmm. 
I think it seems like, you know, when you're making commitments to be an active participating member of someone's preferred vendor list, you forget sometimes maybe that your actions, reactions, and behaviors are actually very much reflected on the venue because the guests attending a wedding don't always know that the people who are there, the vendors who are there do not work for the venue. The venue tends to take the hit like, oh God, that person was so rude and blah, blah, blah. The venue's like, it was the DJ. Like it wasn't even our staff. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that like when you are a part of a preferred vendor list or an all-inclusive program or whatever, it's very easy to get lazy and to forget that that's a privilege. And, you know, a few things that we've heard over the last, I know you've heard the same, is sometimes the venues will do like an open house or some kind of like showcase of their vendors or whatever. And they'll reach out to their vendor partners. Do you want to participate? Do you, you know, want to be a part of it? And that company confirms, yes, says, I'll be there. No problem. Not like if from the very start, you're not available. It's a different conversation. But, and then maybe something comes up. Maybe you miss childcare. You don't have childcare because it's a weeknight. Maybe your kid has a school thing. Maybe you have a client who wants to meet and you're prioritizing that over that relationship. Sometimes you don't realize that you making that choice to say, I'm not available anymore. The venues get so pissed. Oh, they they become super sour. Super. I have been at open houses where vendors did not show up and the venue staff. So not even canceled. They no-showed. They didn't even cancel. They no-showed. And not to mention, if you are volunteering to provide something, like like as a food vendor, if you're saying, yes, we will be there, we will provide whatever appetizer, you know, side entree, whatever, and you don't show and they have relied on that, or you are a decor company and you say you're going to drape the venue for them and you don't show up. Oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how bad it is. The venue, first of all, is pissed. Automatic removal. They don't even care what your excuse is after that. The fact that you didn't have the decency to call and speak to them or to say something ahead of time, you're done. Because they they automatic they're ticked because you make them look stupid. But they're also ticked because if you're doing that to them, God only knows what you're gonna do to their clients. Yep. Secondly, all of the vendors know you're not there because we all get a layout of the floor plan of where our booth is. So we know who's missing. There's a big empty spot. Your name is on a little plaque on the table for you to set up. Like it looks so bad. And I mean, that happens sometimes at like wedding shows and that's bad enough because you paid to be there. But Mm -hmm. when it's a partnership, like that, those choices that you make sometimes to, I'll give you some stupid ones that I've seen as a venue, um, uh, you know, a delivery person, whether it was floral or cake or whatever, who said they were going to be at the venue at three o'clock for setup and you're kind of depending upon them. So maybe like they're the linen company or whoever's got the linen, you're depending upon Mm -hmm. them to do other things. And they decide to stop off for lunch on the way because they're hungry. They told the venue that uh, literally, I can't even tell you how many times people were late and like late significantly 20, 30 minutes. And you're like, as the venue or planner, you're like, where the hell are these people? Because they haven't communicated, whatever. And then they walk in and they like stopped at Chick-fil-A. And you're like, I haven't eaten all day either, but we got shit to do. Like every choice you make of things like that, you have to stop and think, 
how can this affect my business? Hmm. A thousand percent. Yeah, I'm not saying you're not going to make the dicey decision, right? Like we have a new team member of my team, um, our new account manager, Stacy, and she's awesome because... I over care about not so much what other people think about me or think about the decisions I'm making, but I overanalyze how could it affect the business? Mm-hmm. Like if I were to say yes to that opportunity, would that piss off this person over there? And then that person maybe wouldn't renew. Like I will think those things through and consider them. And she's like, screw it. Let's roll with it. Like if you think that that she's like, stop and ask yourself, is the decision I'm making, can it move our business forward? And if the answer is yes, then we don't care about who else it affects. And it was an interesting way to think about it, that it's like you also, I'm not saying I want you to like get paralyzed to not do anything yeah no no but just think of it is it is it a negative output that you're putting out is what really we're getting down to so that you know i can do whatever i want attitude because i'm the owner of this business that's 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 great fine and good but people talk so you can have the attitude and you can do whatever you want but you're not going to do it here ever again I met a a newer, younger wedding planner and we had a great conversation just getting to know each other. And she told me how she, um, it's too hot in the summer for her to do weddings. So she doesn't, she won't take weddings June, July, August, and September. And I said to her, I can appreciate it's your company. You get to do whatever you want to do, but let me ask you some questions. How do you build a venue relationship with a venue that will book 12 months round? And they put you on a list and then your answer is, oh, we don't do weddings in the summer. What are they What are they supposed to tell their couples that they book in the summertime? Like, don't call them? Yeah. Because you know what? If they don't call you for those four months, they're not going to call you the rest of the, the other eight. No, but that attitude can also, I mean, that's that's one example, but the attitude can also transfer over to like your social media platforms. If you're showing that same, I can do whatever I want attitude, people see that. And I'm sorry, I know it's your personal page, but if you have wedding vendors on that personal page, they're going to talk about it and they're going to judge you off of that. It's, I'm not saying that it's fair that they judge you off that, but they do. It does oh, transfer for over sure. to your, it transfers over to your business. I mean, it you want to go back to like, page, but it transfers. Right. But even like when, I mean, uh, I hate social media during an election because I don't really care. And a lot of this flared up during the pandemic also, but I don't really care where you stand politically when we're doing business with each other. I don't care. Like I don't, if I believe in your product and the service you're providing, I'm good to go. I don't even want to put a political filter on our relationship. But when you start to go off the rails on social media during an election year, and I'm not talking like you just share your a Republican or a Democrat, you're sharing your favorite candidate, you are like ranting on the internet. You can do whatever you want. But the amount of people that got unfollowed, removed from lists, like unfriended during the during elections, during, you know, it's the same religion, politics, health, and like, just don't don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Because you can do whatever you want, but there are consequences to those actions. There's still, that's what I'm saying is you can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want, but remember that it still reflects you as a business. Even though it is your personal page, it still reflects you as your business. Kind of like how you present yourself. Oh my God. Hold on. Get jumping on the soapbox. (laughs) Soapbox. Oh my God. This is, I am on. 
I'm on the soapbox. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm never going to let it go. Um, uh, Alan Burgess did a podcast episode about this. We should link it in the show notes about um, what you wear. And it was mm-hmm. fascinating about like what is appropriate wear in terms of like our industry that like business, is it business casual? It's not business. It's casual. It's too casual. Here is the thing. Every single way you choose to present yourself, someone is judging you. Oh, absolutely. Not only in what you wear, what your hair looks like. Did you do your makeup? Are your nails a hot mess? Like, what is the language you use? Listen, you all know I have a foul mouth. Fuck yeah, I do. Uh, but I made a choice. Yeah. And know that my language is going to upset some people. If I'm in a professional setting at a wedding, I will not use that language. But if we are with other vendors outside of a wedding setting, then I'm going to speak normal. But it's not going to be like super yeah. vulgar. I but mean, I definitely... When I'm working... Yeah. Yeah. And that's in terms of what you do in terms of working with clients and things like that. There were moments when I worked at the venue where I would like accidentally slip on a door and say, I'd be like, could you believe that shit? And I'd be like, Ooh, sorry. And they'd laugh and be like, hell yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I can't, I didn't intentionally test the waters, but you do get the choice to, I do get the choice to say what, where am I at? But like, I spoke at a conference in June and this lady in the room was like, God, we have this amazing group. I would love you to speak for, but can you not curse? Mm. Cause it's like a Christian wedding association. And I was like, I can't guarantee it. I can, I can tell you that I'll do my best. I'll put in the energy and the effort there. But if that is something really important to you, I'm probably not the right fit for you. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, but I know that that's a choice I make. If I, I am potentially going to lose opportunities because of that, I know the consequences of my language, but I'm going to authentically be myself. It's funny that you say that because I've heard Gary V and Andy Priscilla both say that about speaking engagements of, listen, this is how I talk. Like, if you guys don't like it, then you shouldn't have me as a speaker. But like, this is, this is just who I am. This is how I am. It's authentic. If that is a problem for you, then you shouldn't ask me to do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't just drop the F word. Uh, no, F-F-F. it's not like you do it on purpose. It's, They're not, yeah. It's no. emphasis and emphatic. Like I'm using it right. for a reason. And like where you might say, hot damn, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like it is mm-hmm. what it is. But I think how you present yourself is so, it has such a, and I'm not saying that you can't look polished in a pair of dark jeans and heels and a dressy blouse. Like I'm not, what I'm saying is that your choice. Because I do it all the time. I know, but the choice you make, right? One, it represents your brand. And Mm -hmm. two, like the choices you make in that people, like they're not a luxury planner is not going to send business over to somebody who shows up looking like a schlub on wedding day. They're just not. No, I had a wedding this week and I won't say where it was or who the company was, but when I arrived to set the cake up, the catering staff was setting the tables with the chargers and, you know, bringing in the glassware and whatever. I can tell you that another catering company that I work with on a regular basis, their staff may come in in their dress pants and like just a black t-shirt and then throw on the button up after setting up their room, which I think is completely normal because yeah. you're going to be sweating setting up. I get that. But this catering company this week, they were wearing sweatpants ripped t-shirts, setting up the tables. So like 
tables were already out. Linen was on it. They were setting up the napkins and everything like that. And guests were starting to arrive. Yep. Yes. And I was standing there mortified that they saw the behind the scenes, but also they saw that as a behind the scenes. And I'm thinking, where is your manager? Because I know him personally, and I know that he does not, he's not going to like this. He wasn't there. I guess he was coming later, but I was just sitting there watching them set up thinking, this is what you brought as like your clothes to set up in. Like, I surely hope that you change within the next 10 minutes before more people started arriving because this looks, it looks terrible. But no, ripped t-shirts, sweatpants, workout pants, just so bad. It was so bad. It was. I mean, I was immediately like, what the hell is this? And I mean, I get it. It's hot. We're in Florida. It's August. It's like 100 It is. I get outside. it. But like like I said, other places, as they're setting up, they're in yep. just like regular black t-shirts because they have a yep. black button up to go over it. Yep. I get that. But to be just like in regular sweatpants, totally different story. Um, I want to talk about the choices in terms of terminology and language we use. Um, it's okay. 2023. And... Maybe you're listening to this in 2024, 2025. Welcome back to the Stone Ages. But I think that we live in a world of it's our job to be woke in all ways. So I think that if you as a company, as a human being, and I know it's harder for us who've been in this industry a long time, but the word bride and bride and groom and bridal show and bride has got to be retired. It's the couple, it's the wedding, because at this point I get maybe when it was like gay weddings just got approved, it was like, oh God, now they're same sex weddings. And I know it's only a small percentage of the weddings mm-hmm. in any market. It's it's not a huge amount of people, but I think that you just, you look the amount of times I still correct people and they're like, oh, at the bridal show, I'm like the wedding show. I'm like more than just brides there. <laughs> like or or their information forms say bride and groom like yeah, as I mean, their inquiry as their inquiry forms for bridal shows or like the wedding shows like for the form itself on the table it says yeah. bride and groom yeah you have no idea how many how much potential business you're losing and not only losing from same sex couples so let's like let's leave that piece out i mean i i have a wedding book that it's a it's a trans couple yep this is a woke generation getting married and they not only care about if it affects them, they care about how open you are to all. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to try and make the mistake. Still, sometimes I'll be like, and I was talking to the, you know, I was at the bridal, that wedding show. Like it comes out, I get it, but at least I put in the energy. But I think it comes that, out, that but a lot of the shows actually still have it in the name. That's why we say it. Yeah. And so I think that, you might not realize the consequences that it has in terms of your leads, in terms of your referrals, and in terms of, you know, the fact that you just, you kind of look outdated. Mm. No, I agree with you. And I am an oldie who's been around for a long time and it's hard to break the habit, but like, it's a choice. You're an OG. I'm an OG. I joke and say, somebody was like, oh, you're a veteran. I'm like, I'm a trailblazer. We don't, veterans sound like I'm old and retired and I got beat up through the war. Like, I'm still in the game. We're trailblazing it. Still going strong. All right. What else matters when it comes to choices you make? I'm a big, and you know this about me because obviously you know me very personally. Um, I'm a big, like, person that pushes for not speaking negatively about other vendors or or to or about venues. I 
when people start to speak negatively about those things, I do not respond. I do not, you know, engage in that conversation. That's not for me to talk about. And I think it looks really bad when, when you talk negatively about other vendors to people that you don't know if they're friends, you don't know their relationship. You don't know like all of these different aspects that you don't know about them. It's one thing if it's like a very close personal friend and you're like, can I just vent about this one person that I had to deal with? That's different, but just negatively speaking about things that you don't fully understand or you don't know, or you don't know that vendor, they may have just had a bad day, but speaking to another vendor about it that you're not close with, it just makes you look bad. And then it just makes everybody else think, okay, well, know you that well. So if you're telling me this, I can only imagine how many other people that you barely know that you're talking about. And then that just makes me think that when I'm not here, you do the same about me. Yeah, I spent time with my 15-year-old niece on vacation and she was telling me about this girl in their friend group and she's always telling everybody stuff about each other and blah, blah, blah. And, and her response was, I wonder what she says about me when I'm not there. Like she's learning it at 15, Literally. guys. Like yeah. it's the same thing in business. Mm-hmm. Well, it's especially if, so if you're talking to me negatively about someone, but I see on social media that you're hanging out with that person, oh. that just makes me distrust you even more. Yeah, because you're a fibber. Well, you're two-faced. Yes. You're two-faced. I don't appreciate that. Vanessa knows I've said this a million times that there's, I joke and say there's people locally in the wedding industry who don't like me and I earned it. Now, I'm not rude in a social setting. When I see them at a networking event, I say hello. Like I'm not, if I, we catch eyes, I smile. But like, I'm not going to go and be like, oh my God, let me hug you. Long time. No, 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 no. We don't have that relationship. I don't want that relationship. It's nope. a no. Nope. We call those frenemies. Uh, yeah, I will frenemy you across the room and smile and be done. Frenemy you across the room. But oh, quote of the episode. <laughs> quote of the episode. I will frenemy, frenemy you across, you the, across room the room <laughs> as I shoot daggers out of my eyes. Uh, oh, yeah. man. You guys have no idea. My facial expressions are on point. Anyways, um, another one is when you're speaking negatively about venues. That just irks me. Like, especially yeah, ones especially that I know that, people... especially, especially when the ones that I know that you work with on a regular basis, yeah. like they're providing income for your business and you're bitching and complaining about it. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. You look like an asshole. Yep. No. And it's funny because people will ask me all the time, you know, when I'm speaking or whatever, like, oh, well, how do I get on the list? How do I stay on the list and whatever? And you know, my biggest tip, here's your action item of the episode. After every single wedding you do, almost every single time, I want you to have a standard email that you email the venue that says, loved working with you on Mike and Susie's wedding yesterday. You know, as always, your venue was pristine. Your staff is great to work with, blah, blah, blah. You know, come up with something new each time and change it up a little, but be like, the only way that we can grow as a company is to get feedback. So is there anything that we could have done better, improved on, or, you know, gone out of our way to make your day any easier? We want the feedback, the good, the bad, the ugly, send it our way. And it's amazing how many people, I just spoke about this at a DJ conference and this one DJ just messaged me on Facebook and he was like, holy Lord. I'm a multi-op. I've got 10 DJs on my team. And he's like, some of the information that's coming back is mortifying. And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. 
And he's like, some of it's great. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. But he's like, some of the guys on my team, things like you were saying, what they show up dressed like, or that they're right, that, you know, I wish they didn't show up an hour after the setup, like things like that, that he had no idea as an owner, because he isn't there. But even if you are the one who brought it and drop off, still ask, you don't know what happened after. For all you know, Vanessa, you dropped the cake off and it fell over. Nobody reached out to you. Nobody, the venue saved it. The planner fixed it. Like, you don't even know. You don't even know. Mm-hmm. And now they whip you up. I mean, your cakes would never fall over, but you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> no, they are structurally sound. Well, I hope you got some magical tips out of this episode. I know sound off sometimes is just us bitching and complaining, but the feedback we've gotten is that you love these episodes. So we're going to keep making them. I think because it hits a chord for everybody. Everyone's like, oh, I feel the same. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I think it is that, like Vanessa said, it's that stop, take a second, take a breath. And think, what are the consequences? Like, what is it? Like, find a friend to talk it through. You know, how could this affect my business, my family, my relationship with where I'm putting my time, where the people I'm spending time with? Like, how's it going to affect my attitude? You just have to think it through and not just, not just, I don't know, say yes, say no, whatever, without thinking about what the consequences are. Look at it from an outside perspective instead of just your own narrow mind yeah and it's okay if you can't do that not everybody's great at that but then you need to go get some frienders and some besties like i have so that you can call those people and be like uh am i doing this right should i be doing this not doing this if you like this podcast you think it helped your business got you thinking or we made you laugh follow subscribe and share it with a friend you want to hear our honest opinion on something in the wedding industry DM us over on Instagram, your pet peeves and annoying situations, and maybe you come on as a guest. Oh, we can add it to the checklist and come on as a guest. Perfect. I love it. Now go fix your shit and have a good attitude about it. Make epic shit happen.